Are you missing constant war and international tensions? Does the thought of world peace after 20 years of war wreak havoc on the profits of your military-industrial complex? Do you have the idea that you could finally relax only worrying about worldwide plague and climate change? Are you missing sending men to remote corners of the earth and killing them? Well, worry no longer. Hello, it's your former president of the United States, Vladimir Putin here. Here to bring back those glory days of European war. You remember the invasion of Poland? <laughs> those were the days, I can tell you. Well, now the Russian government is going to take you away to those magical days of World War II. Yes, stop watching the History Channel in your gym jams, America. Grab an automatic weapon, some rocket launches, and make your way to Uncle Vlad's World War Nostalgia Tour, taking place in the lovely, soon-to-be-decimated hills of Ukraine. Firefights, gassing, false flag operations, heavy artillery, and the possibility of a world war. <laughs> Ride our new-improved rocket launchers and try out our anti-personnel landmines, which will be blowing up small children for at least a generation. Yes, there's fun for the entire family and free napalm for everyone under 12. And if you order your armaments from the military-industrial complex today, we'll throw in... A war with China! That's right, that's right, because of our new relationship with the country that makes all of the shit you buy at Walmart, you could be reenacting a war in Asia! Yes, those were good times, weren't they? You may think that Russia and China may be working together to fuck with America at the same time. And I am shocked, but you're absolutely right. We've had four glorious years while you've been distracted by a drug-addled insane game show host that can tie his shoelaces. He's decimated the American State Department, thrown your intelligence capabilities into the dumpster, and divided your country. Not that we had anything to do with that. Uh, eh, eh, eh. So order your thermonuclear weapons and your statements of deniability and join us for Uncle Vlad's World War Nostalgia Tour starting tomorrow. Or maybe the next day. Or maybe next month, or maybe next year, or maybe whenever we're done fucking with you. Bye, America! taken right away by that oh yes i i yeah now that wasn't me what are you talking about uh <laughs> my grandfather my grandfather is rolling in his urn yeah uh, he was he was from belarus which is yeah. just next door to ukraine and yes. uh I, just to declare my interest in the, yes. in uncle vlad's uh, world tour my daughter lives in latvia which is also in the that uh, must be the funniest place on earth yeah, well, apparently, Lafayette. because it's in uh, the, the Baltic states are are former Soviet satellites. I know. So the the, and, la uh, yeah. the the laughter reference is kind of ironical, isn't it? Well, they're also members of NATO. So if NATO and uh, you know if that all happens, yeah. and they may because they border with both Russia and uh, um, Belarus, 
they may, the Russians may come through Latvia, but hopefully she'll be okay. Okay. Well, I hope she's going to be all right. Damn it. Jesus, she got yeah, out of well, Latvia. Yeah, so do I. Yeah, yeah. She should get out of Latvia. I don't, I don't see many laughs coming Latvia's way. You know? What's her job? She has a job. She does a theater festival there. Is She's it a, a comedy director. festival? No, no. Uh, theater, experimental theater festival. With, La- uh, she does experimental theater in Latvia? No, no, no. The festival, people come from all over the the uh, Baltic, you know, Finland, Norway, uh, all of them come to Latvia once a year for this festival, Festival of New Theater. I've never, I never heard that. Yeah. Experimental theater in a former Russian state, Latvia. That's where it's happening, evidently. That's where it's happening. And welcome to the Bill Show, ladies and gentlemen. That's where we are. <laughs> That's where we are. Uh, listen, we were uh, we're back, and uh, it has been a fantastic. Oh, what? It's been nothing. <laughs> it's it's been it's been. Uh, I don't know. Like, hey, I watched the Super Bowl. What's that? I oh god, the Super Bowl, asshole. The Super Bowl. Oh, that's Bowl. right. It's- it's uh, all those wonderful commercials they hold apart with uh, bits of yeah, good iron. You know the shit that That's goes right. on after uh, the yeah. commercial? That. <laughs> that one, yeah. By the way, Randy, when, when his friends were playing football, he was doing musicals. <laughs> yeah. What are you guys Man, doing? Yeah. Are you throwing the ball around, are you? <laughs> What's this pigskin? What's this pigskin? What's this here? What am I saying? Why do you want to hurt me? Just because I have it. Well, I'm not playing this. Uh, so, <laughs> so, Hey, what about those uh, Knicks? Uh, Knicks, what's, yeah, what's, no, it wasn't the, the New York Knicks. But What's listen, the Boston Red Sox? Red Sox. Now the Red That's Sox. It. No, no, you're just spouting off professional sports names at random, hoping you'll get lucky. Well... What yes. about the great molasses flood of 1920? Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. They're so, still cleaning that up. They're still cleaning that up. Sometimes it's like visiting a nursing home. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. You know, Be I, kind to your children, Bill, because they're going to pick your home. I bring crackers and stuff and, and yogurt. And he's eating it now. Okay, Randy. Well, uh, now <laughs> I'm sorry. That was cruel. You're not in a nursing home. No, I'm not yet, but I will be, I suppose. Yes, I'm, <laughs> give us something to look forward to. Hey, listen, I, I picked this out of The Onion, which I think was a, a fantastic uh, thing. And I just have to say, because this is not me, it's The Onion. And a reaction to the fact that the Cincinnati Bengals had never won a Super Bowl, ever. And they had this young quarterback that actually took them farther than anyone thought they would go. And they managed to play against uh, the Los Angeles Rams. And they lost by like three points, three points. So uh, I read this in The Onion, and this, this, this made me laugh a lot. <laughs> Reacting surprisingly well to a heartbreaking Super Bowl loss against the Los Angeles Rams, Cincinnati residents announced plans Sunday to take solace in their city's reliable lack of culture, terrible food, stupid name, boring downtown, high crime, dearth of any distinctive features, mediocre walkability, and everything else that they've got going for them in the completely unremarkable town they've chosen to spend their lives in. No need to gild the lily. We've still got everything we need right here in this gray hole where we eke out a bland existence in a chipper, forgettable Cincinnati resident that may have been called John. <laughs> Adding that pretty soon, in it would be April, when they might have a chance of seeing the sun again. <laughs> Buck up, everyone. Sure, we didn't win. But how can you dwell on something so superficial when you have access to everything that is putrid in this wasteland? (laughs) No central character, a deficit in culture, and a cold, empty concrete building instead of notable museums. Give that trophy to a town that needs it like Los Angeles. I'll choose Cincinnati any day of the week with its poverty rate that's almost twice the national average. It's revolting chilly and a city's skyline that is little more than a brownish hue, indistinguishable from the rest of Ohio. How lucky are we? 
At press time, Mari had reported been, been admitted to one of Cincinnati's many mediocre hospitals after he was deemed a danger to himself. <laughs> oh, the onion kicking a town when they're down. Yeah, yeah, that was that's like uh, very funny. Well, Randy, I have a friend who lives in uh, Bloomington, Indiana, which is not far from Cincinnati, and she listens to this show. So, uh, and I'm uh, Patsy, sure, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Sure this is this is this is satire. This is it's a joke. Come on. <laughs> I lived in New uh, Jersey for a while, so you know. Yeah, you know, I used to live in America too. Yeah, you know, I see. I, I I really don't see a lot of the uh, you know the uh, luxury, <laughs> the luxury locations in Cincinnati. Let's just say they're kind of limited. I don't know. Maybe I'm being judgmental. I saw Goodbye Columbus, yeah. Yeah, I know, yeah. Anyway, let's get to the news because a lot has happened in the United <laughs> States. <laughs> and here's the Fix It and Post Orchestra, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. They're wonderful, Randy. They are. They always fix it in post. They always fix it in post. Well, off to the news, ladies and gentlemen. What's been happening in my home country in the last couple of year, days? I don't know. While Trump was in office, staff at the White House residence periodically discovered wads of printed paper clogging the toilet. Did you hear about this? I did. <laughs> he couldn't afford a normal uh, paper, so he uh, used top secret. That's better than Charmin. <laughs> you know, even when he's out of office, Trump jokes <laughs> write themselves, man. It had to be a toilet thing, right? You knew it would have to be a toilet thing. And they showed clips of him talking about toilets. You know, I mean, like, that was an obsession when he was doing it. <laughs> and I was like, God damn. Uh, let's be, go on with the story. Uh, evidently, the residents pretty periodically discovered wads of printed paper clogging a toilet and believe the president had flushed pieces of paper. Maggie Haberman scoops in her forthcoming book, Confidence Man. This comes after the January <laughs> committee found that top secret records were destroyed and calls made during the January 6th insurrection may have been deleted. We here at the Bill Show have a tape of the White House plumbers extracting the other contents of Trump's toilet. Just like I thought. What? I came up in the Gulf Stream from the southern waters. He didn't need a car, did he? No. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the uh, that's that's the. <laughs> Is that one of the scoops? That's one of the scoops, baby. <laughs> he might have coming in from southern waters. I don't know. <laughs> Mar-a-Lago is pretty southern. Other items oh, found amongst yeah. the yes, other items found amongst the ex-president's bowel movements included secret documents from Rudy Giuliani, three hundred Russian chocolates, a ride-on lawnmower, the 1985 Russian Olympic ice hockey team, turkey basters smeared with petroleum jelly, and the body of ex-Union President Jimmy Hoffa, and a jar of whipped boysenberry low-fat yogurt. Yeah! Hey, listen, you heard it here first. Oh, Speaking of oh, presidential yeah. shitstorms, we'll just go on. Uh, this this came out. Uh, this is an actual poll, Randy, that they actually had. Yeah. Uh, uh, respondents to an econ uh, the Economist YouGov poll published this week, and I got this out this week. Were asked, "Would you say Joe Biden legitimately won the election or not?" Every age group, every race and gender category, every geographic or income level responded by resounding majorities saying that Biden legitimately won the election. Except one, Randy. White women. One, with, one group. One group. One group. Yeah. White women without a college degree by 53% to 47% say that Biden did not legitimately win the election. When interviewed, Nadine Modine, a 50-year-old hairdresser, single mom from Miami. You made that up. You I, made I, that I name know. up. It's, it's <laughs> right? When interviewed, when interviewed, Nadine Modine, a 50-year-old hairdresser, single mom from Miami with three kids, discussed the poll finding, findings. 
Listen, I love Donald. I have fantasies about him. Bobby Joe, you leave that hedge trimmer alone. You cannot fucking cut your brother's hair. Oh, sorry, where was I? Oh, yes, Donald. He's my kind of man. Uh, he's the guy who'll grab my tits in Vegas and knock me up in some cheap hotel, then disown me until I threaten to tell the New York Times that it's easy street for Nadine. I'm talking cash to settlement. I'll be famous. I'll be on American Idol. Have you heard me play the saxophone? It's right here. I've got it. Hey, Roy, stop giving your sister the COVID. That's for grandma. I'm going to rip you in that new asshole, John. Now, come here. That's that's the demographic oh for goodness. Trump. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna survive this. You know. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I it's either uh, Southern women or uh, overacting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh huh. <laughs> you were channeling Brent Tahoon there. I am the redneck you love to hate. I'm trying to do a woman, and it's just not working really well. Uh, it never works for you. That never I'm works. I'm man. I'm all man. I'm <laughs> Girls, I'm 62 years old, overweight, and all man. All man. <laughs> I'm 68 and overweight. What are we talking about? Yeah, I got I got six <laughs> years to fucking lose the weight, right? <laughs> That's what I got. In other news, federal prosecutors have charged an alt-right podcaster who espoused strong anti-government news views with assembling an arsenal of weapons. Like, they have a podcast like this one, right? Uh, and I bet they have Patreon. We don't Bill even have Patreon. <laughs> they probably do. Uh, included in this arsenal of weapons were machine guns in the locked basement of their home in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Uh, the feds also charged his father, the Daily Beast reported. Uh, the pair, Joseph Raymond Berger, 67. Oh, Uncle Berger. Joe. Oh, no. Oh, Uncle my Joe. God. It's your Uncle Joe. <laughs> I like music. I, we play all kinds, country and western. And cousin, and cousin Paul, cousin Joe Paul, JP, yeah, cousin JP. No, yeah, Joseph Raymond Berger, and uh, 67, and uh, Joseph Paul Berger were arrested last week and charged with multiple firearm offenses, including possessing machine guns, non-registered firearms, and possessing non-registered silencers which, of course, you use in podcasting. Uh, yeah. both, both men have pleaded not guilty. Now, uh, <laughs> as we here at The Bill Show are an openly left-wing podcast, you know, we feel a duty to come clean with the arsenal of offenses, offensive weapons that I have in my basement, pal! So let me do it. Uh, okay, I have over here, I got, uh, I got a lawnmower. Uh, and uh, an old Apple laptop. An oh, old- that's deadly, deadly. Yeah, remember that whoopee cushion you gave me last year? It's here. Yeah, that uh, was fun. And it's three liters of vodka and... Uh, oh, I got it right here. Okay. Yeah, that's what I got right here. I found it. You know what I found? What? The sarcasm. <laughs> I found a lot oh, of... Oh, I've been looking for yeah, that too. I was too. looking for oh, the sarcasm. Yeah. Shit. Oh. Uh, but I, you know, I gave you that family-sized jar of mockery the other day, didn't I? I, I did because you you took half of it. I have a large vat of uh, of hate and loathing coated in a whisper of sugary coated satire on top, and a deep foreboding for the dread of the future apocalypse. <laughs> that's that's in a shoebox down here <laughs> in Valley Ranch and mockery. That's the yeah. best combination. Yeah. So oh. as you can see, you know something, Joe Berger, if that really is your yeah. name? Yeah, <laughs> Uncle Joe. Yeah, Uncle Joe. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm in Australia, 10,000 miles away, and fucking you're in jail, so I feel comfortable saying, hey, fuck you. <laughs> as you oh, can dear. see here at the Bill Show, are proudly left and totally unarmed, and we're not going to be pushed around. We'll find your rhetorical and satirical sweet spot and gut you like a fish because we're American. Hey, America. Fuck yeah. Freedom is the only way. Yeah. Terrorists, your game is through. Because now you have to. Let's get really angry. <laughs>
And can finally, we play, can we play the can we play the theme? I I have. You're listening to it now. Oh yeah, right. Oh yeah, it's, it's good, man. I'm so real headbanging stuff. This America. Yeah. You you, you don't know yeah. what post production really is, do you? No, you I don't. I, just, I live in. for the moment. You I live call the moment. in. You I'm assume like, it'll all be there. That, take, <laughs> that takes work, not like what you do. Oh, Willie, <laughs> Willie, stop it. Okay, folks, the Daily Beast. Now, this is the last one I'm going to do for today. Uh, a Tennessee pastor uh, is evidently really upset about, you know, Harry Potter. Uh, this is from the Daily Beast. A, a Tennessee pastor held a book burning event. Always fun. Yeah, that always yeah. leads to good things, doesn't it? Uh, on February 2, urging his followers to throw their Harry Potter and Twilight copies into a bonfire. Now, Twilight, yeah, I got, I, I just shit, but yeah, Harry Potter, really? Yeah. Um, the event, which was live streamed on Facebook this past Wednesday, was held to denounce witchcraft. Greg Locke, head pastor of Global Vision Bible Church, said in an Instagram post, bring all your Harry Potter stuff. Laugh all you want, haters. I don't care. It's witchcraft, 100%, Locke said. And your Twilight books and movies, the mess is full of spells, demonism, shape-shifting, and occultism. Stop Ooh. allowing demonic influences into your own. <laughs> Locke wrote in a Facebook post that has since been removed and spell-checked. Uh, in a later interview, he added other demonic influences on his list. Uh, he said, those last three seasons of Bewitched, you know, when the real Darren Stevens was replaced? Yeah, that was satanic possession. And let's face it, the last trilogy of Star Wars really sucked too. I mean, it wasn't demonic, but the storyline was fucked up. I mean, Luke Skywalker fucking died. The Emperor fucking died. And then there they are having some lightsaber battle. It's fucking bullshit. And that last Sex in the City reboot. I mean, Christ, what happened to Jessica Parker, huh? Christ, she used to be hot. Now it's like she fell out of the ugly tree and hit every branch on the way down. Am I right? <laughs> Get behind me, Satan. <laughs> oh, Willie. And by the way, that show sucks. <laughs> I wasn't a fan of the other show. You, can, I, I, you know why? It wasn't because they were women. It's because they were rich. You know, and Mr. You know, Big was there. Yeah, I know, Mr. Big, and they're all rich, and they're running around Manhattan, and I'm going to... And I, oh, oh, fuck. <laughs> you know, it's not my prejudice against women. It's prejudice against rich people. And, uh, and, and I watched this for about 20 minutes, and I swear to God, it, it's 20 minutes I will never get back in my fucking life. It's, uh, yeah, you never uh, will. Okay, I went to the library, Bill. Did you? Talking about books. And I said, do you have that new book about living with a small penis? The librarian said, I'm sorry, I don't think it's in yet. And he goes, yeah, that's the one. (laughs) Thank you. Tip your waitress, ladies and gentlemen. He's here all week. Shriner's being on Tuesday. (laughs) And Trump said, I put a potato in the microwave and pushed the peak button. But when the dinger went off, it was still a potato. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You're just reading shit off the internet now, aren't you? you oh, didn't... Stormy Daniels said that they had an affair. Trump said they didn't. Now, who are you going to believe? The fake blonde with the big tits or Stormy Daniels? <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom. There you go. That's a good one. You got another one? No. They're, they're all three fine all. now. There were just the three that were on my screen. Sorry. Ah, oh, great. All right. Yeah, that's right. When when our material doesn't go over, we'll steal shit from the we'll internet. We'll steal anything, yeah. Yeah, fuck it. Ah, we're pirates. Arr. Uh, Arr. Anyway, yeah, that's Arr. it. That's it. Hey, listen, uh, one thing I did want to discuss with you was this whole, you know, this whole thing about, uh, you know, Joe Rogan. He's oh, yeah, the podcaster. You yeah. know what the, what's going up on with him? is that uh, he said some shit about, uh, uh, he had some anti-vaxxers on his show, right? Yeah. And now he's apologized and he's removed everybody who is an anti-vaxxer from his playlist. So they're gone now. And evidently, people are still pissed off with him. And uh, I don't know, are you familiar with this at all? Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't know, I didn't know that he'd apologized and removed everybody. I yeah, just thought no, he was, he's he was, he was ri- riding the wave of popularity. 
So Joe Rogan said something 10 years ago, uh, and they're trying, they're pulling him off. They want to pull him off his platform. And I'm not crazy about Joe Rogan. Trust me. But I don't think that he's bad at what he does. You know, I mean, this guy is, if you listen to his show, I mean, he's a very, very informative and competent guy. He has an opinion. I don't agree with it. He's, you know, I mean, if you really want to look for demons, look at Fox, but no one fucking touches them. So they decided to go after Joe Rogan. And uh, I I think that, uh, and then Whoopi Goldberg evidently said something. Well, uh, what she said, other people have said as well, that the Holocaust uh, wasn't about race or wasn't just about race. And a lot of people took offense at that. Why? Um, it isn't just about it was race. ethnic cleansing. It was ethnic cleansing. Oh, no, it was. But what I'm saying yeah. is I no, don't. But that's why she was uh, thrown off. Do yeah. you think that Whoopi Goldberg is an anti-Semite? No. With a no. name like Goldberg and Whoopi. Maybe it was an error. You know, I mean, why is it that we are so fucking sensitive that she has to run around and apologize for any shit she says? When people like, you know, uh, people like, you know, any Tucker Carlson on a daily basis doesn't apologize for shit. But suddenly yeah. Whoopi Goldberg has to fucking leave the view, which, by the way, is shit. <laughs> it, it is. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my Look, God. Everybody says uh, the Holocaust was all about the six million Jews. They never talk about the six million other groups. Yep. Gypsies. Gypsies. Uh, gays. Poles. Yep. Everything, gays, priests, uh, all that stuff. Liberals. There was at least 12 million people. Socialists, communists. Yeah, went uh, up the chimney. People they, they only ever talked about the Holocaust being about 6 million Jews. Now, you know the, the site Occupy Democrats. Yeah. Uh, I actually wrote to them and I said, look, you're, you're talking about these the Holocaust being about six million people. It was about twelve million people. Well, it was about yeah. You can't look at that. And and they and they corrected it. They changed it. So good. there you go. Good. And it's it, it it really is good to remember not to diminish what happened in the fucking Holocaust. Oh. Holocaust deniers fucking make me crazy. Because I I've never understood it. I've never understood this fucking you know, I I think I did a stand-up thing. I it was like, you know, we're doing business with China. You know, and 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 we're doing business with Japan. I live in Australia. They tortured people. They did all sorts of shit not too long ago. You guys are blaming the Jews for something that may or may not have happened. You know, back when you know it killed Christ. Oh fuck! Isn't the statute yeah. of limitations off on that one? Come on! <laughs> I went fucking me. I killed Christ. Mm-hmm. Really? That's what you? Oh, they run everything. Uh, no, not everything. <laughs> you know. I just, uh, you know, I mean, it, anti-Semitism just is like this fucking uh, weed that won't die. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, let's uh, get back to some comedy. Uh, we're going to play ooh, a little something uh, during the break. Um, I've got one for your burning. burning. Oh, do you? So uh, comedy, comedy about burning books. Comedy about burning books? Count yeah. us in. Okay, we'll be, we'll be back in just one minute, kids. Night in politics. It's the fourth Republican primary debate. Now, I haven't seen it yet because we taped the show early and also because, please don't make me, but one thing we know is that tonight is make or break for Jeb, who has been struggling for months to show he can be a strong leader. But yesterday, in response to a question he got on the internet, Governor Bush took a bold stand. If you could go back in time and kill baby Hitler, would you? Hell yeah, I would. Hell yeah. (laughs) Hell yeah, he would. That's politics 101. Shake the hand, kiss the baby, kill baby Hitler. (laughs) Now, just to be clear, can we put up a picture of Jeb Bush's intended target? There you go. Remember, it's Hitler. Can we Hitler him up a little bit? There you go. Look at those, look at those evil little cheeks. Who's the greatest monster of the 20th century? You are. Uncle Jim's got something for you. Stabby, stab, stab. 
Somebody's got to do it. There's a dangerous mission because Jeb, of all people, knows the high stakes of time travel. The problem with going back in history and doing that is, as we know from the uh, series, what was the name of the Michael Fox movies? Back to the Future it has a, it could have a dangerous effect on, on everything else. So. But I'd do it. I mean, okay. Hitler. Yes, I mean, Hitler. Yes, as we all learned in Back to the Future, starring well-known actor Michael Fox, time travel could have all kinds of unforeseen consequences. I remember, remember German Reich Marshal Wolfgang Reinhardt? No, of course you don't, because someone went back in time and killed him as a baby, preventing World War I and a half. And yet, World War II happened anyway. That is why. That's why it's so crucial this question comes up in tonight's debate. When time travel technology arrives, you know the president will be the first one to use it. And you want a trustworthy leader at the helm of Time Force One. Someone who will use it responsibly and not waste it on taking Jesus on a pterodactyl ride. I know it looks like fun. I know it looks like fun. But we've got to have priorities. Now, Ben Carson has said if he could go back in time, he would prevent the Holocaust by giving Jews guns. Of course, Ben Carson wouldn't kill Hitler himself. As a doctor, he swore first, do no harm. Second, give everyone guns. So I just seen on Fox News that they're out here trying to ban certain books. And I say, good, ban the books. Those things are dangerous. New ideas, new thoughts, alternative perspectives making me feel all uncomfortable. And God forbid somebody walks into a school with a book and they start reading out loud. Do you really want that ink on your hands? Just think about how scared the children must feel when they're doing all kinds of active reader drills. Tell me that's not traumatizing. And, and I know what you... Bibliophiles are thinking, oh, we don't need less books, we need more. The only way to stop a bad guy with a book is a good guy with a book. Well, good luck with that. Let's say somebody goes to read up a school and you, you think you're quick draw LeVar Burton over here, but oh, oh no, you, you're fiddling with the zipper on your fanny pack and you can't get your book out. And next thing you know, the guy reads off two or three pages and you start to take in new world views and f feel uncomfortable. Ban the books now. At least the autobiographical ones and the semi-autobiographical ones. It's, it's too easy to just walk in any old book fair and walk out with a stack of them. We need background checks. What are you going to do with them books, huh? Think? I don't think so. Ban the books now. That's, that's why I wrote a, a pamphlet. You can go on my website. I wrote, I wrote a pamphlet. It's a couple hundred pages. It's got a binding to it. And it'll teach you everything you need to know about what to watch for when it comes to ban books. <laughs> when it comes to ban... <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, it's time to keep your hands and feet inside the vehicle at all times because it's time once again for Randy's Rant. And it's Randy time. Uh, you know, now that uh, we no longer have meatloaf, I know um, it's uh, it's just leftovers now. Hey, but man, I always used by to, the way. I was listening to Bad Out of Hell today. Uh, that I listened to. I, it came out in 1977. When I was a senior in high school. I remember an entire summer on Cape Cod listening to every track because every track on that fucking thing was a hit. It yeah. I tear ass. It was one of the great rock and roll albums of all time. Listen to it again. It is yeah. amazing. Not just. And he never. Where did he go after that? No, and, and had some really good hits. He did a cover of California Dreamin'. 
that I listened to today from his album. What was it? Uh, oh, Hat Full of Hell or something like that. I don't know. But it was it was uh, California Dreaming done by Meatloaf, and it was extraordinarily good. It was wonderful. Uh, Even when he lost, when he lost his upper register, uh, he still managed to make himself good. So, yeah. Helen um, saw him in the original original upstairs at the uh, Royal Court production of the Rocky Horror Show. Wow. In 1976. So that was sort of his coming out thing. Oh God, what a with Tim Curry, Tim Curry, and everything. Uh, yeah, at the Royal Court upstairs, little yeah. theater, and she yeah. saw the original Rocky Horror Show because she was living in London that year. So wow, and he was uh, Thunderbolt man. That yeah. entire year was his entire year. Anyway, his. I always used to think about him when I was doing my bump and grind. <laughs> and now, now I'll just think about you. I think we're both meatloaf size. So, what do you got? What do you got for us? Uh, well, today? I'd like you to to start me off. I have found this wonderful uh, lady, yeah, who is yeah. just skyrocketing into popularity. She's being interviewed on TYT and people like that. Uh, Rachel Maddow. She's a commentator. She's called the political lady. Yeah. And I, this is what, this set me off, this particular one. I listen to her often, but this one from this week got me. And this has given me the, the uh, seed for my rant. So if you could just play political lady and I will uh, then rant. Okay, here it is. Political lady. Listen, this is very serious. The Republican National Committee just voted to censure Republican representatives Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger for participating in the inquiry into the deadly riot on the Capitol on January 6th. They have censured their own members because they say the attack on the Capitol was part of a legitimate political discourse. Legitimate political discourse. Breaking and entering. Killing people threatening to hang people, bringing zip ties to take people hostage, ransacking lawmakers' offices, stealing things and taking a shit and smearing it on the walls? That's legitimate political discourse to the GOP? They have lost their collective minds. Between this and book burning and cameras in people's classrooms and enemies lists and voter suppression and calling to jail their political opponents, let's be very clear. The Republican Party have abandoned democracy and abdicated their responsibility to the American experiment. Lest we forget, on the day of this event, most of these same people made speeches that absolutely denigrated what had happened because it was disgusting, lawless behavior, and they knew it. And then they changed their tune to try to blame it on outside groups like Antifa and BLM. Then they created a conspiracy theory blaming the FBI and the deep state, but voted against looking into it. And when we tried to have a bipartisan commission, they voted against it. And when we tried to set up a bipartisan committee, they refused to have any of their members sit on it. And now that we are discovering just piles of evidence that people at the highest level of command in the Republican Party and the White House were involved in an active coup, and this horrific attack was part of the plan, they're now officially claiming the entire thing was legitimate political discourse? This is appalling, and any reasonable conservative needs to look at this and say, this is not what I stand for, this is not who I am. Because the Republicans have planted their flag deep in authoritarianism, where violence is power and lies are truth, and the entire party operates around the cult of a leader. And if you do not abandon them now, then you have abandoned American democracy, and you stand with them as traitors to our country. Yes, uh, a politics girl is her uh, her handle. If you want to look her up on the uh, interweb, I just think she's got a great way of putting things across. And uh, she actually lit my fuse for uh, this rant uh, with her legitimate political discourse. Mm. And I don't know if I've heard of anything so stupid as that after all of the Well, it's criminal. Well, all of the things that it was called, and yeah. like she said, people were killed, de- criminal damage, uh, breaking and entering, everything. It can't be considered a legitimate political discourse. Now, actually, the GOP is quite split. Mr. Turtle has actually come out on the side of the committee, surprisingly, and other people have, have doubled down on dissing the committee. They should all, uh, Marco Rubio said they should all go to jail 
correct. So um, we've got to work out where that's going to go. Now, the January 6th committee, it's, it's referred to as a uh, generally, generically, but in actual fact, it's a House Select Committee on the January 6th attack. Attack. They can't use the I word, insurrection, because the GOP objected to that. They said it was just, they were just tourists, but it was an attack. Oh, it was tourists, was it? <laughs> now, it's been 13 months since the attack. Uh, and on the 1st of July, uh, which would have been just on six months later after the attack, they called a House Select Committee. Now, these are, uh, they're basically, select committees are created by a resolution of the Senate to conduct investigations or consider measures <laughs> on a specific top topic and not renewed on a regular basis. Mm. That's a standing committee, which uh, happens all the time, and they convene when something has to be addressed. So th there are those two kinds of committees that the Senate could call. Now, the permanent committees, the standing committees, and the uh, once-off committees, the, the select committees, are allowed to subpoena people to testify. Now, that was one of the ways that um, Harry S. Truman became famous and was put up as FDR's running mate in his fourth go at the presidency in uh, 1944. And he was elected vice president and he was vice president for all of three months before FDR shuffled off. So, but he made his name in the House Select Committee on War uh, profiteering. So they can be quite powerful, those committees. Now, the, the, the House Select Committee on the January 6th attack um, has a couple of uh, famous GOP people on it, including Liz Cheney. But so far, they've actually subpoenaed 80 people, 80 people to testify. Now, Five of those are voluntary. They haven't said we're going to subpoena you, but we ask you to come and answer some questions. That's Kevin McCarthy, who's the uh, opposite number, uh, uh, the uh, House Minority Leader. Uh, Jim Jordan, Scott Perry, Jim Sean Hannity. Yeah, Sean Hannity. Jim sucking Jordan. <laughs> and Ivanka Trump. Oh, that. Now, those She'll five come. people. Yeah. Those, well, they've been invited to voluntarily. They've been testify. invited. Oh, well, that's nice. Yeah. Now, they've also subpoenaed five of Trump's closest allies: his chief of staff, Mark Meadows, uh, Daniel Scavino, the deputy chief of staff, uh, Kasia Patel, former Defense Department official, Steve Bannon, which actually refused, and so he's being held in contempt. And Rudy Giuliani is the latest one who said, yes, I will come. And yes, I will answer questions. Because he was the one who basically led from a garden supply store in um, Baltimore. Uh, in, the, front uh, the, in front of the uh, sex store. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. That was great. Uh, anyway. Yeah, so and you there, know, Rudy was on a game show the other day, you know. Oh, was he wearing his frock? And I, he's evidently, uh, you know, in you know, gonna be a, maybe I don't know, charged with trying to overthrow the country. But you know, Fox put him on a game. Yeah, show. hey, it's, it's worth any notoriety is good. Um, now, two of the Trump family members have had their phone records subpoenaed. Now, this is worried because a lot of people said they've been destroyed. But that's uh, Eric Trump and Donald Jr. squeeze Kimberly Guilfoyle. Kimberly Guilfoyle, a favorite yeah, of this show. Yeah, of this show. She's yeah, great. she's great. We call oh, it it's this one. Yeah. It's got to be this way. You know, if you crossed a psychotic Amway salesman with uh, one, of those, <laughs> one of those robots from Westworld, I think that's basically what you got. <laughs> You got it. It's only just the beginning. Scares me, man. Look back. If you want an entertaining moment, look back at her convention speech. Oh. Yeah. This, man, I, I don't I know. Believe. I didn't know they made fascists in that model. <laughs> that was great. You know, the boobs and everything. Good. Yeah. So uh, anyway, 
they've, they've subpoenaed another 70 people. Now these are uh, like all the heads of the, um, your friends, the, uh, uh, what are they called? The, um, you have notes, I don't. Oh, the Proud Boys, the Proud Boys. Oh, the Proud Boys. The Oath Keepers. Yeah. I don't know where they get these names. The Groipers, the America First, all these far-right yeah. fascist uh, white supremacist groups have all been subpoenaed. And now all these people eventually, now it's been seven months they've had this committee, and all the people have been appointed from July 1st. I think uh, Liz Cheney, who was quite notable, was uh, in September. But now uh, we've got, they're now uh, getting up to speed, and hopefully some of the results will come before the midterm elections in November. If well, we can only help that Merrick Garland gets, you know, is raised from his coma. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't what, understand what's going on there. I don't know what's going on with that guy. And, you know, I, I, thought, mean, he, I thought he was actually, uh, you know, quite gung ho about all of this. <laughs> well, I, I, all, all evidence to the contrary. But, you know, the, the thing is, is that I no longer have any confidence whatsoever that this guy's going to go to jail for anything. Trump. Trump or any of these guys. Because well, they've you know, subpoenaed Alex Jones. Yeah, hey, fuck the subpoenas. No one gives a shit. Until you what? start... Well, you know, here's the thing. You've got to start dragging some fuckers to jail. That's what you have to do. And no one's willing to do that, so they'll keep ignoring it. And by the way, all this trucker shit, all this outside shit that's happening, this is all coordinated. You know that, don't you? It's a distraction. No, you know, but it's coordinated. It's yeah. coordinated. Where do you think these people get their money? All right? Yeah. The RNC is picking up all of Trump's debt. And you will, you will see that the same people that were involved in that uh, assault on January 6th at the Capitol, a lot oh, of the those... Attack. The attack. Uh, the yeah. attack or whatever, you know, trashing the place. And and killing some people. Oh, legit, the legitimate, uh, politi yeah, the legitimate political discourse. Here's the thing that a lot of those guys are very close to the same guys that are handling a lot of this shit in Canada, a lot of the fucking, uh, you know, big trunk gatherings. This is a coordinated effort to destabilize the United States. And I never thought that Trump would have a chance of of, of ever coming back. But you know what? Take a look at the opinion polls. Look at way, the way America's treating Joe Biden. And nothing, you know? I mean, these guys are thumbing their nose at, at a congressional subpoena, and they get to walk away. So what makes you think that anybody's going to do anything? You're right. We've got to see somebody behind bars. So some of these guys that have been subpoenaed have already been behind bars, and they've been let out. Yeah. Roger Stone, all of them. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, we're, we're, the thing is, is that Trump is so dirty, it's not funny. So why am I not seeing indictments by now? Why am I not seeing this? Well, I think that a lot of people are scared that if you drag the, you know, start dragging the Trumps away, you're going to have anarchy. And because these people are big, you said, how many million <laughs> You, you did in a previous show that could be radicalized and yeah, how many have guns? Million, yeah. 21 million? 21 million. You know, I mean, it, it, there would be a caution to doing anything because they're scared and that's why they did it. That's why they resorted to violence, violence of intimidation and I think that's the reason you're not seeing some of these people go to jail is because their people, people are scared now. And you'll find that the outside agitation will continue. It will continue because it, it's brutalizing the public. It, and it's, we've normalized it. We've normalized all this shit. You know? If Trump, is, if Trump is indicted by New York for all the tax and all the other subterfuge that he carried out, do you really think there would be an armed rebellion? I... I think that the Republican Party is playing a very 
interesting game. And um, uh, I think the, the right-wing organizations that you see here um, have a very good chance of, of, of coming back. And uh, how, how, you know, how that manifests itself, I don't know. But, it, it, you know, I, I really, I look at what's happening in the, in the United States with this pursuit of Trump, and I'm very pessimistic. How can they ever forgive him? Over one million Americans dead from COVID. Yeah. Yeah, but still, I mean, you're looking at his popularity rating is right up there, you know, with Biden. I saw one poll in which he was more popular than Biden. Uh, fuck me. I don't know what, you know, it's like, how many people, how many people does Trump have to kill to not be popular in America? I, I have no fucking idea anymore. I have no fucking idea. Boy, that was fun. I'm glad I'm glad we ended on that. Come on, really tell us the joke, Willie. Come on, you just did this. You just graduated from stand-up school. Come on, give us, <laughs> give us a joke. Come on. Well, I started off my act the other night by saying that, uh, uh, yes, I'm very happy to be an American. Uh, we're the only country with an alphabetical list of where to invade next, and we just pulled out of Afghanistan. So, uh, you know, watch your back, Bali. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you better militarize and put some, uh, you know, in those nude beaches. We've got to arm them. Uh, anyway. Uh, that's vaguely funny and uh, kind of what you can expect. Um, I, uh, I I listen. Well, Sorry? that's about all we have time for, Randy. I it think is. That, yeah, I think that I've you know we've 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 got deep down into the uh, the problem with. Uh, <laughs> I gotta go walk. I have to have a shower. Now I know. Yeah, you know, that crap. Yeah, the, uh, it's nasty, uh, isn't it? It's nasty, man. Yeah, uh, like that, the, the, that scoop from the toilet. I'd like to say hello to Debbie. I'd like to say hello to Penelope. I'd like to say hello to Claudia in New Hampshire, David in Massachusetts. I'd like to say hello to uh, all our fans in uh, Florida. We've got a few. We've got fans all over the place. It's amazing. Is anybody still alive in Florida? I don't know, but they, they're yeah. listening because I can tell. I can tell. Hey, if you want to reach us, folks, Val, you can. Hi, Val. I saw, I, hey, Val. And folks, if you want to reach us, you can always reach us at thebillshow.org, which is uh, our website, such that it is. And yeah. uh, you can actually sponsor our show. Oh, come on. Oh, yeah. Become a sponsor. <laughs> Become a sponsor. You'll be a hero. And yeah. you can get some really pointless shit that i can send you in the mail oh Bad stop it we just want they just like listening to us oh god I it's award-winning 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 kramer anyway listen i'll talk to you later and uh say goodbye randy oh goodbye randy goodbye all you guys take care bye yeah, bye